Tucker, my office, now. Mr. Henderson didn't even bother to make his already thunderous voice seem civil. Everyone within the distance of his shout, which is to say everyone within a forty-cubicle range, could guess that whatever Clint Tucker was being called in for, it likely ended with a boot up his ass. Likely a boot with a pink slip attached. Mr. Henderson stood in the door of his office, his impressive bulk nearly blotting out the silver-haired gentleman behind him. Dr. Carruthers. He didn't get a Ph.D. in economics to be called Mr. Carruthers, thank you very much. Stood silently in the shadow of the larger man, content to represent himself physically rather than vocally. His physical representation was quite excellent at that. A tall, lean figure in a suit that cost more than the car any given person on this floor drove. His face was placid, and if one didn't know better, one would have thought him to have a look of kindness. Those who were more informed thought of it as the expression an alligator wears as it drifts through the swamp. It was an expression that conveyed a willingness to wait, but only until there was prey within striking distance. Tucker! Mr. Henderson's voice roared through the office once more. Slowly, as if he were savoring every moment he still had in the fluorescent environment, Clint Tucker rose from his cube and began plodding toward the office. He was slightly taller than most of the employees, with a shock of light brown hair and muddy chocolate eyes. The suit he wore was off the rack, the kind of garment Dr. Carruthers would buy for his butler, only to give himself something to chuckle about. Clint was a curious fellow. He always ambled where others rushed and never seemed to sweat the frequent rumors of layoffs swirling about the office. You wanted me, boss? Clint asked evenly as he stared at the purple vein bulging in the front of Mr. Henderson's bald head. It swelled and pulsed whenever Mr. Henderson was angry. Once upon a time, he'd covered it up with hats and toupees, but over the years, Mr. Henderson had come to embrace his vein for the motivational tool it was. We need to have a little chat. Mr. Henderson pronounced chat the way mean-spirited judges pronounced maximum sentences. Cool. Clint slid past the larger man and took the nearest unoccupied seat in the contemporary office. There was a large oak desk, motivational posters decorating the walls, and it was filled with natural light from a window with a gorgeous view of the city. Mr. Henderson had fought, backstabbed, and kissed all manner of ass to procure this office. Publicly, he'd say his children were his pride and joy. After a few scotches, though, he could be pressed to admit it was this office. Mr. Henderson shut the door firmly and took his time working around the desk to his high-backed leather chair. He sat with a considerable thump and looked at the young man across from him. Silence hung in the air as the two older men stared down the youthful face in front of them. Clint was barely twenty-four, hardly more than a baby as far as these two business veterans were concerned. He had his whole life ahead of him, or would have if circumstances were different. Clint, Mr. Henderson began softly, switching up his vocal tactics to keep the boy on his toes. We're here to talk about Project Jefferson. Clint nodded solemnly. He'd been under no illusions that this could be about anything different. As you know, the program was supposed to create a centralized system into which people could feed all their email addresses and then access them from a single point. Now, when you gave us the go-ahead to begin beta testing, 
we discovered an unfortunate side effect of this system. Would you care to venture what that is? It deletes all of their email? It deletes all of their email, Mr. Henderson shouted, slamming his fist on the desk before realizing that Clint had actually replied. Wait, you knew? It seemed like it was a possibility when I looked at the code, but the people at the top wanted us to hit their deadline, so I rolled the dice. Clint nodded unapologetically toward Dr. Carruthers. The doctor was head of the engineering and development department, despite his utter lack of knowledge in anything technical beyond checking stocks on his phone. When people who are clueless are made into leaders, there are bound to be mistakes. Dr. Carruthers felt his eyebrows go up in surprise. Who in the hell did this whelp think he was? Now see here, young man. I happen to have a doctorate in economics from a very prestigious university.